You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Mish. And today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Jody. So Jody, tell us a little about yourself. Well, guys, thank you for having me on. Um, I am 32 years old and I currently live in Houston, Texas. Uh, I was born and raised in Texas. Uh, I've lived in Houston, uh, in the metropolitan area of Houston for the last eight years. Yeah, so my family is basically all from Texas, either Texas and Missouri, but my dad's side of the family and my, and my mother and my, and my brother, we were all raised in the same area. So just north in some suburbs, uh, just north of Houston, but um, currently live downtown for work. And um, yeah, I, uh, I currently just uh, kind of just getting by, just surfing around places, trying to find a place to live and actually just found one. But yeah, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all there is on the, the gist of me. Awesome. So, so Jody, how's, uh, how's dating life now in Texas? Dating life is non-existent uh, for me personally. I was in a, uh, a marriage for three, a little over three years and uh, was just recently divorced in September of 2019. I'm actually still going through the divorce. It's, uh, I didn't think it would ever take this long to, to get legally divorced, but it's seven months in and, or eight months in almost, and we're still not there yet. But we're, uh, we're coming down to the, to the very end, and um, hopefully we can, we can both walk away and be happy and move on with our lives. But since the divorce, I've dated, like I guess, a little bit, but I more or less just want to be selfish at this time because I, I, the marriage deal just didn't work out and kind of traumatized me from committing too much of myself and, and losing focus of what's important. Not saying that I can't commit to, to a, a girl or a, a girlfriend or a wife or whatever that. I definitely can. But it's just, you know, I, I need to take some time to focus on myself. So the marriage just didn't work out. And uh, we just decided to go our separate ways. And I think it was the best for us and the best for our daughter, who is three and a half now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I just don't, you know, I've seen girls, I've dated them and in the past few months, but just nothing's really sparked my interest to, to keep me attached or, you know, keep me coming back to them. I just, basically just focusing on myself and what my goals are right now. Yeah. And I think, I I think after uh, a long-term relationship, there's, there's always going to be a lot of time that you need to, to build that self-discovery again. Yeah. You know, and also just tie all the loose ends up and, you know, and, and, and build that life for the, for the new life for, I think both of you and, and the daughter. So I think that's important. Yeah. And I think that was, that's, that, that's basically the main thing is that I want, it sounds kind of weird me saying this, but I want stability for my daughter, even though I'm the one that provided instability by divorcing my ex-wife and leaving her and splitting up the family and doing all that. But the house was broken. I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. It's like, why waste any more time? Uh, it, divorce was the answer. It was the answer for me because I'm the one that decided on it. Uh, and I left. But now it gives me a time to to where I can, because I, I was awarded 50% custody in our divorce, which is unheard of in divorces. But I was awarded 50% custody. And so whenever the divorce is final, I'll get that 50% custody. So I'll have a lot more time with my daughter than I do now. And I feel like I just have a better shot at providing my daughter with a, a healthier lifestyle, um, 
you know, more schedule, more curriculum, more, more activity, more uh, interaction with other children, you know, things that I struggled with my wife, um, letting her do while she stayed at home and she raised our daughter when, when we were together and I worked, but you know, I don't want to bash my ex-wife, you know, I still love her, but it just didn't work out with her staying at home with our daughter. So now I want to be able to provide those things to my daughter whenever I start having my, uh, my custody share. Yeah. There's also a certain level, I think, after after going through something like this, I think there's a certain level of growing up that I think happens and, and this new level of looking at life. Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the lessons that you've learned about just, you know, maybe just life in general or just the uh, the way relationships work now that you're coming out of this? Like what what are some of the things that you see differently about the world? I think for one, for relationships, one of the biggest things that I learned from from that marriage is that uh, going into a marriage, it's an absolute partnership. I mean, it's a 110% commitment to each other to meet in the middle on everything that you go through. You know, whether you're butting heads about certain things, whether it's financial issues or it's, you know, things that are just going on in the house that you're arguing about or whatever, you've got to communicate. You've got to talk it through. You've got to come to a, a resolution and work through it together. And you got to have patience because, you know, I've seen, I have good friends of mine that have been married for five, 10 years and they're strong because they work through their issues instead of just shelving them and then just, you know, kind of turning, turning their cold shoulder and just walking away from it and just ignoring it. But the biggest thing to learn from that is just be open you know, be vocal, be communicate in a way to where you're explaining yourself to your companion or your significant other that, you know, you're bothered by a certain situation and you want to know what you can do to be better at, at you know, facilitating the relationship or, or the marriage or whatever else. So communication is the biggest deal. And I, and I wasn't very good at that. You know, personally, I sheltered a lot of feelings and I just didn't, I'm, I don't like conflict. I don't like dealing with problems unless they're my own personal problems. But, um, a lot of that was my, a lot of that was my fault, you know? Um, but it definitely made me a better person because now it's, things are, are night and day difference. You know, I communicate a lot better, even though I'm not in a relationship, but I communicate a lot better just to friends, family, and, and everyone else. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a battle, but it had its good times and its bad times. It's just, uh, you got to work together. I mean, it's a, it's a team, it's a team deal. And so now it sounds like you're you're approaching the next phase of your life with a little more intention and a little more um, forethought and almost designing what the next relationship or uh, series will will be like when you're ready for that. Yeah. Since you have this opportunity to kind of build that, what is uh, what does an ideal relationship look like for you? An ideal relationship to me, for what I'm what I'm imagining or envisioning now, would to be with somebody who is not saying my ex was not goal oriented, but somebody that is got some goals set out for themselves, who is in a career path that they love and enjoy, that is uh, motivated to get up and every get up every single day and and be the best that they can be, whether whether it's towards our relationship or or towards their their career path. Somebody that just doesn't completely rely on me to to always um, you know to always entertain them. You know, obviously I will always be there for my next significant other, but you know, you want somebody that has their, has their friends and wants to have their own time without you and and be able to get out and do things without, without having to ask or without having to, uh, to deal with somebody else that might be jealous of you doing those things with your friends. But I just want somebody that 
that is uh, that is mature, that is um, that has those goals, you know, and wants to and wants to work and build something together that you know is obtainable and achievable over you know through time and through a, a strong relationship. And would you would you consider um, you know now that you've sort of had a you know a run with 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 marriage and monogamy, would you consider doing some like alternative relationships? Have you ever looked into something like that, like swinging or like uh, open or like things like that? Yeah, uh, personally, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I have friends that are like completely. They're they're complete, completely opposite. You know, they're they'd be down for that. But the way I was, the way I was raised, I'm not saying I'm completely and entirely against it. You know, um, it's more or less I was raised in a conservative Christian family, and what's mine is mine. You know, if you have a wife, I want that to be my wife and nobody else's or my girlfriend or, or uh, like thereof. But just I wouldn't say I'm, I would be open to it at all. You know, I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable, honestly. Got it. And is that also something too, like for, like, as you have a daughter, do you find that that's another sort of uh, motivation for you to maintain that, that code of ethics? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So this is the Dirt on Dating show and we do got to get some nice raunchy stories in here. What's one of the, it, this could even be before you were married. What's one of the wildest uh, adventures you've had romantically? Oh man. I mean, in my past, I, I've, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I, I've slept with a lot of, a lot of women. I mean, so, to some, it might not be as much as, as others, but, um, you know, I, I'm a pretty straightforward guy. I'm a pretty, I wouldn't say plain, you know, I like doing crazy shit, but with women, uh, I mean, I think it all started back when I, when I, so I didn't have sex until I was 18 years old. My, going into my senior year of high school, first time I had sex. And it was basically my friends trapped me in a room and forced it upon myself with this other girl who was a virgin. And uh, it was like, they're all outside the fucking door and they're like listening, you know, through the door and, you know, wondering if we're actually going to do it. And we ended up doing it. And uh, yeah, so that, so the whole sexual and intercourse thing started out under a microscope. And it's still to this day the same way. I mean, during my marriage, it wasn't like that, obviously. But when I when I sleep with a girl or whatever, I, I'll walk out of the room the next morning and I have somebody ask, well, how was it? And it's like, Jesus, you know? But uh, I mean, some of, those, some of the craziest stuff would be just, I would say when I was in my early 20s, we would have these wild parties and we would basically like you would know who you were going to sleep with prior to the party starting because you would invite them over. And it's kind of like you're claiming your territory or whatever. And whenever everybody's like just pissed drunk and going to sleep, whatever, you would sleep with that girl. Well, I had a good buddy of mine who had a really, really large California king size bed. And uh, these girls would come over. He would know who he was sleeping with. I would know who I was sleeping with. And we would go into this bed together. And about 30 minutes into it, we would just swap and just go back and forth. And we did this for probably about a year or two straight of just constantly interchanging girls, sharing girls. Like, I mean, probably not something I would do today because it was just, we were uh, kind of naive to things and didn't really take precaution on, you know, I mean, we use protection, but it was more or less, we were just kind of wilding out, you know, and just laugh about it the next morning. But that was probably some of the, the, the craziest stuff I would, I was doing as a, when I was younger and it kind of, you know, I got more boring as I got older, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, probably not smart, but I had a great time doing it. <laughs> Do you prefer to take control or be submissive? I like taking control. 
Yeah, I don't like laying down. I, I want to be in control, in command. And I have nothing against a girl saying, lay on your fucking back or, you know, here, you do this or whatever. No problem doing that. You know, I'll, I'll facilitate. I'll, you know, I'll cater to whatever she wants. But for the most part, I want to be able to be in command, be in control and put it, you know, put the sexual, put it in the sex position that, that you know, appeals me most or pleases me most. And then, you know, and then if she wants to change it up, we'll change it up. That's fine. Cool. So there's probably a lot of other fathers out there that are listening. You know, <laughs> when, when uh, you've got a long time to, to, to plan this out, but once your daughter starts dating, what, what, what's, what's some of the advice that you, that you want to, you want to, you want to give her? Um, to use her, to use her head, to, to really, you know, I don't, you know, obviously being, I have one child and she is a, she is my daughter. But, and, and the first thing that comes to my mind is I don't ever want her heart to be broken, but that's going to happen. It's just, you know, it's a part of it. My heart was crushed when I was 16 years old, 17 years old. I forgot what age it was, but absolutely devastated. And I don't want her to go through that, but she's going to, because it's a part of life. It's a part of dating. It's how you become stronger and you learn from your mistakes and you move on and you know who to date and who not to date. But some of the things I would probably try to instill at her is to find somebody that wants to be with you as much as you want to be with them or be around you as much as you want to be around them. Somebody that wants to trophy you, show you off to their friends and their family in a way that like they just won the lottery, you know? And if you don't have that respect, you don't have that, that type of, um, that type of companion who's willing to do that for you, then they're in it for the wrong thing. They're in it for one thing. Um, and that's for majority of cases I would imagine, but yeah, I would just want her to be smart, not rush anything because, you know, it's, it's a common thing, you know, these days, and it's been a common day, common thing for 50, 60 years for people or for women to get pregnant at an early age. And I, you know, I'm going to try to do my best, my absolute best to make sure that she is being very precautious and, and she's taking the right steps to, uh, to, to not, you know, have sex until she's ready, uh, 17, 18 years old, whatever she decides to. But I just want whoever she's going to be with when she starts dating, I want that person to respect her for who she is and not, and not just want to use her, you know? Yeah. Have you ever tried edible underwear? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm, yeah. Uh, it was edible underwear, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Did you like it? I don't think I ended up... Yeah, I think I did end up eating... It was kind of like a fruit roll-up almost. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was strange. It was one of those things. It was like... It was a girl I was dating many years ago. Probably 10 years ago or so. Just trying different, different shit. And uh, she had them. And they were... You know, they didn't fit real well. <laughs> But and, uh, I just, I, whenever I'm in like the mood and we're like going at it, like I love foreplay, but I was just ready to take these suckers off and just get to it. So uh, I remember she wanted, you know, we had kind of built the blueprint of how we were going to, you know, do this, you know. And I remember I nibbled on them for a bit and tried it out and it wasn't bad at all. But I just remember I was just like, fuck it, pulled them off. They came off real easy. Yeah. And then we just went at it. But um, yeah, I have tried it. That's funny you say that. What's your what's your favorite part of a woman's body? Uh, I would say abdomen, chest, abdomen, um, and like right above their groin or like their private area, their vagina. I, like a real flat fit stomach is unbelievable. 
All right. If you were transported 400 years into the past with no clothes, anything else, how would you convince someone that you're from the future? <laughs> 400 years? I would just show them my scars on my stomach and just say I had, because I mean, I'm sure they didn't have that type of, uh, those type of uh, incisions with, with scars and stuff back in the day. I'm sure the scars were a lot more uh, revealing. Um, I have really large scars. I have like an arrow pointing up on my stomach. It takes over basically my entire front. But um, yeah, I would just try to convince them, you know, there's new innovative ways for surgery and organ replacements and transplants and all of this. And that if they come with me, I can show them the way. <laughs> right on. Um, what are some annoying habits of other couples that irritate you the most? I hate, I hate baby talk. I cannot freaking stand it. It drives me crazy. Uh, and especially in public, like if you do it at home behind closed doors and nobody's around, that's fine. But when you, when you hear it in person, when you're out in public, it's like, I don't know, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> that's so funny. All right. Well, we're going to start wrapping up. We just have uh, one more, one more nice dirty question for you. What's your favorite phrase when you're talking dirty? Oh man, I don't want to end the show like this because I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of, of dirty talking, even though, even though I've had uh, relationships in the past where the, the girl has, you know, definitely been a part of, uh, of, of that type of, uh, you know, been a part of the, like, you know, talking dirty and uh, just getting really into it. I've just never really been, I don't know, I feel like I'd be a, I feel like a porn star if I start talking dirty, you know, and I just, it's difficult for me to do it, you know, yeah. even though I've been asked to do it. And I'm like, when I say it, I'm like, God, I just sound like an idiot saying that, but maybe I didn't, maybe it was, maybe it turned her on, but I just, I don't know. I let, I let, uh, I let the actions speak for me. And, and what I'm doing with my body and how I'm controlling the situation, I, I let that speak for me. Beautiful. All right. Well, I, I think it's it, if you want one last question, then so we don't end on your on your dirty talk thing. What's the what's the craziest fetish that you've encountered? Um, it's, it's not really crazy. It's more or less weird. <laughs> Always uh, okay. I dated a girl. This was ten, a little over ten years ago. I would imagine I'm 32 now, so I was probably 22, 23 that always wanted me to finish like not on her face, but like basically in her hair, which was like, why, why do you understand like what, how hard sperm is to get out of somebody's hair? I mean, it is incredibly hard, but that, I mean, that's just where I was asked to finish almost every single time. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was strange. But I, it was pretty much a deal breaker. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. All right. Well, Jody, it has been awesome uh, having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing all your all your adventures and and good luck on your on your new single life. So I think it's going to be an exciting chapter for you, Jody. Thank you, thank you, Mish. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Of course, we're so happy to have you. Absolutely. If you guys want to have me back on, let me know. I'll be more prepared. I promise. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a blast. Don't forget to swing by your favorite pod, podcast player and leave a review. <laughs> let us let everyone know how much you enjoy the show. And if you have some other feedback for us, drop it in there so we can continuously improve. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com to tell us a little bit about yourself. Let it, uh, Leave an introduction and we'll contact you. All right, that's it. See you tomorrow. 
Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye, Jody. Thanks, brother. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.